This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, February 4th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Cal Chamber warms to paid sick leave. Debating drought dollars and shipping reform progress on twin fronts. Businesses see paid sick leave as a balanced approach. State lawmakers yesterday unveiled details of a new budget deal with the governor to extend COVID-19 paid sick leave. The California Chamber of Commerce immediately called the proposal, quote, a balanced approach to protect both workers and our economy. President and CEO Jennifer Barrera added that the governor's office considerably improved the measure after hearing Cal Chambers' concerns, making the proposal, quote, far more affordable and manageable. Retroactive to January 1, the proposal would reinstate benefits through September. It would exempt small employers. Businesses could ask for proof of a positive test after 40 hours leave, and it would limit recovery from vaccinations to a 24-hour leave. LAO calls for more drought dollars for ag. The governor's budget proposal for the next fiscal year offers an additional $750 million for drought response. That bills on the $880 million being allocated as the second half of a two-year drought package. Of the $200 million for water conservation efforts within the package, just $20 million would focus on agricultural water use efficiency through a CDFA grant program. The Legislative Analyst Office, the LAO, pointed to an older statistic estimating that agriculture accounts for 80% of human water use compared to 20% for urban water use. The state might achieve more impact on its overall state water supply in terms of demand reduction or increased supply by targeting its efforts on the agriculture sector, the office notes in its report to the legislature. LAO also suggested lawmakers spend more than the relatively modest $30 million proposed for groundwater recharge since it can add to the overall supply and provide flood protection benefits. House OK's tighter foreign disclosure requirements. The House is wrapping up debate on a sweeping Democratic bill aimed at increasing U.S. competitiveness with China and other developing countries. The legislation will include a pair of amendments aimed at tightening reporting requirements on foreign ag investment. One amendment, sponsored by Representative Ronnie Jackson of Texas, would require disclosure of Chinese ag investments. A second amendment, sponsored by Mark Pokin of Wisconsin, would tighten requirements for reporting foreign land purchases to USDA. Experts say that foreign land ownership is currently under-reported to the Ag Department. Both provisions were adopted by the full House yesterday. Foreign ag investment, quote, isn't an issue we can afford to ignore as it poses a very serious national security threat, Jackson said. But keep in mind, Republicans argue that the bill, the American Competes Act, doesn't go far enough to curb Chinese practices. It really is not putting the teeth in place to deal with China the way it needs to be dealt with, Representative Doug LaMalfa of California said on AgriPulse's Washington Week in Review. Senators introduce shipping reform bill. 
Senators Amy Klobuchar, the Minnesota Democrat, and John Thune, the South Dakota Republican, have introduced their long-awaited version of the Ocean Shipping Reform Act, spurring applause by the U.S. ag sector. Bottlenecks, high detention and demerge fees, and ocean carrier refusals to transport U.S. ag exports continue to dog the beef, pork, wine, tree nut, and dairy sectors. The House passed its version of the OSR bill in December. Yesterday, the sponsors got the measure approved as an amendment to the American Competes Act, providing another route to potentially enacting the port reforms. Now, keep in mind, House version is generally considered the stronger of the two because it directly prohibits ocean carriers from refusing to load U.S. ag exports. The problems at our ports include delays of shipments of American-made goods to overseas trading partners that due to the unreasonable practices of foreign-owned ocean carriers, according to Juliana Potts, president and CEO of the North American Meat Institute. These delays are a huge cost to meat and poultry companies as their perishable products await transport. Lawmakers told better livestock emission measures needed. The dairy and beef industries need more accurate data on their existing greenhouse gas emissions, that in order to measure progress in meeting climate goals. Witnesses at a House Agriculture Committee hearing said yesterday, establishing appropriate baselines for greenhouse gas emissions in the way that cattle are raised today is what is most needed right now, said Kim Stackhouse Lawson, director of Ag Next and an animal sciences professor at Colorado State University. The chairman of the Livestock and Foreign Agriculture Subcommittee, California Democrat Jim Costa, agreed. It's critical that we come up with more measurable ways to assess progress on the farm because I think we're making progress, he said, especially as the committee works on provisions for the next farm bill. The hearing was notable for the broad agreement among witnesses and committee members on the notion that producers should be commended for their efforts not targeted by naysayers, as Representative Dusty Johnson of South Dakota said. In addition to Stackhouse Lawson, witnesses included producers speaking on behalf of the National Milk Producers Federation, National Cattlemen's Beef Association, National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition, and McDonald's. Now keep in mind, the administration's Climate Smart Ag Initiative will have a heavy emphasis on measuring the impact of climate-related farming practices. The goal is to help producers sell commodities as climate smart or participate in carbon markets. The initiative will be funded with a billion dollars from the USDA's Commodity Credit Corporation account. Here's today's She Said It. Surrounding a disadvantaged community with miles of solar panels doesn't feel like much of a community to me. That CDFA Secretary Karen Ross during a state food and ag board hearing this week. Ross was responding to new research on layering solar panels over conveyance canals, which has gained traction with California's fourth climate change assessment. She also worried that boosting organic farming for climate benefits would oversaturate the market. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, February 4th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.